Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly. I'm your host, Mesh. Today's episode, Jack Dorsey dropped bombs on Web3. I hope you all had a great holiday, and I'm wishing everyone a happy new year. I hope you've all been safe, and you dodged COVID like Neo in the Matrix 1, not 4, because no one is saving that movie. What a piece of crap. Am I right? So while markets are slipping, crypto is down. We have a slowdown in hiring. The world is feeling like it's ending at the earliest part of this new year. COVID is rampant. I figured we'd start off the year with some drama. Because who doesn't like a little bit of drama? I know I love it. So what's the drama about? Folks in tech are turning on each other when it comes to Web 3 versus Web 2. Oh my God, how excited are you to hear about this? Nerds versus nerds. It's better than an episode of Succession. Not as good as Yellowstone, though. No one can beat the drama in that show. I don't know. Just get to the bunkhouse. It all started with Jack Dorsey, infamous co-founder and CEO of Twitter and co-founder and CEO of Block, which used to be named Square, who had come out and said, eventually, Bitcoin will replace the dollar. Now, Dorsey is a Bitcoin maximalist, or maxi as they call it, or at least appears to be, which means that he only really believes in the bits and doesn't really care about the rest of the projects like Ethereum or the other ones. He believes that Bitcoin can bring more financial equality to the world as he had witnessed how difficult banking and the transferring of money was on a trip he had made throughout Africa. So now he is committed to making Bitcoin accessible to everyone and making it prominent in the world, of course, with his company Block, aka Square, which, by the way, has a product that we're probably familiar with called Cash App, which allows people to buy and sell Bitcoin. And Cash App made $1.82 billion in revenue in Q3 just on Bitcoin transactions. So obviously, Jack Dorsey not only believes in Bitcoin, but his company, which is a public company, has a lot riding on this as well. It's a pretty big chunk of their revenue. So where do things get juicy, you ask? Well, Dorsey doesn't really care about Web3 stuff and thinks that it's all a marketing gimmick by the VCs or venture capitalists who are out there investing billions and billions of dollars into all these Web3 projects. What are the projects? It doesn't really matter what the projects are. They're just headlining everything, and there's Web3 in front of everything now. Dorsey even called VC Fund and Dreesen Horowitz out for owning all of these projects because they've been pumping money into it, pushing their Web3 narrative on the world using their media arm. They're pumping out blog posts. A lot of their partners are being featured in different podcasts. And Andreessen, otherwise known as A16Z, is founded by Mark Andreessen, who is the founder of Netscape and has been a prolific investor and personality in tech for decades, being one of the earliest investors in Facebook and Lyft and you name it. And Mark and his fund are betting big on Web3 stuff. 
I mean, honestly, if you see any Web3 project or company that's raised money, you'll probably see A16Z's name on it. They're very, very well invested, raising billions of dollars of money from LPs who are the investors in VC funds to bet on this space. So Dorsey is basically criticizing the fact that everyone is spinning Web3 as this decentralized ownership by the people, when in fact he says it's not really. It's just owned by VCs, and because they're putting so much money into these projects, they need to profit from it to return money to their investors, and that's just how their business works. Hence, they're pumping these valuations, and they're pumping the narrative around it. And again, he's not wrong. I mean, that's exactly what they are doing. It is a VC's job to invest early in projects and make money from it to return to their investors. And just for context, the funny part of this argument is that both Square, aka Block, and Twitter were funded by VCs in the earliest days before they went public. They were actually funded by VCs all the way until the point that they went public. And so the people that Dorsey is criticizing are the same people that backed him and his two companies back in the day and has helped them become successful. But I do get his point. My take here is that when someone's a Bitcoin maxi or maximalist, it's kind of hard for them to say anything other than that. And it's hard for them to be hyped about any other project, let alone they just dismiss it. I've seen this happen a lot. Like they believe in one thing and that's the only thing they believe in. Think about it like politics. It's very similar. You are a diehard Republican or Democrat or super left or super right and you just stick with it. It doesn't really matter. You're not really ready to listen to anyone else. But people do really believe in the whole decentralization and privacy thing and owning everything together, which is a lot of what Web3 is based on. It's a we thing versus Facebook and Amazon is just a he thing, which is Web2. It's one centralized platform controlled by one person where all of us don't really necessarily benefit from it and we don't really get to participate in it. We're just users of them. So. With Web3, you can participate from an early, early day and buy into these companies and projects with tokens versus in a traditional company, we have to wait for an IPO to be able to buy shares in a company unless we're a VC. So if a VC buys Bitcoin or Ethereum or a new project, theoretically, we can too. So Dorsey calling that out and saying it's the VCs who own everything and it's not the people is a bit, well, how do I say, read the room. It doesn't really matter. It makes people feel good and they really believe in the projects. Hence, it's creating more innovation. More people are getting excited about it. And for him to kind of piss on all of this is, uh, I don't know, it's just a bit removed. What he's not wrong about is that these are such early days. And we're at the very beginning of this Web3 stuff. Things are going to fail. Markets are going to crash. NFT projects will die. Because you know when celebrities start pushing you on NFTs, We've reached some type of top to some degree where, look, there's a lot of money grabbing happen. And it's more about the innovation and the people that continue to work past that. After there's a crash, after a lot of the hype has died, will people continue developing stuff and innovating and creating new and new technology? And that's where a lot of the potential is going to come. So you really have to be in it for the long game. And Jack Dorsey isn't the only person to come out and criticize Web3. Our good buddy, Elon Musk, Name comes up on the podcast once again, came out and said, has anyone seen Web3? I can't find it. Poking fun at the term. Again, it's overused and everyone and their mother is saying, hey, 
we're building Web3 for this or Web3 for that to get the hype, to get the PR, to raise money. I mean, your fucking local like car dealership is now, hey, we're the Web3 car dealer. And again, assume that most of it is actually bullshit. Aaron Levy, the founder of Box, which is a data storage company, came out and said, a lot of this privacy, decentralization stuff, all the things that everyone's excited about, it's just really, really going to be hard to implement it. He's a bit skeptical, and he's saying that the web right now is actually pretty great. Web 2 is pretty great. And Brian Chesky of Airbnb supported him when they went back and forth on Twitter. But listen, that's not a wrong opinion. These guys built prominent Web 2 companies in a space that was really, really hard to build in, especially during the times that they were building those companies. They almost failed numerous, numerous times. So they have a lot riding on the fact that they're Web 2 alumni, and that's just something that they've been a part of for over a decade now. And I think they're just kind of like looking at the stuff being like, oh, my God, there's just so much hype and there's just so much like use of this term. But the funny thing is that Chesky went on Twitter and asked his followers, what would they like to see new with Airbnb this year? Because last year he actually asked the same question and they made a lot of the updates with the feedback he gotten. And one of the main things that came back was, of course, people saying, please fucking give us transparency around the cleaning fee. Because the last thing we want to do is rent a place on Airbnb for $100 and then realizing we're paying $6,000 because of all the added fees in there. But the main thing, the main thing that people came out and said what they wanted from Airbnb was to accept crypto payments and to have some kind of token or some type of crypto structure behind it. And again, he has to listen to that. He, he actually went out on Twitter and said this was the number one most requested thing. And I think that says something about what's happening right now. The people are excited and the people have spoken. Chris Dixon, one of the main partners at A16Z, who's head of their crypto investments, actually came out and criticized these folks, saying, who do you think owns Web2? Poking fun at Dorsey, Levy, and Chesky of Box Square and Airbnb, showing images of who are the major shareholders of their public companies, which, of course, turns out to be institutions like Vanguard and BlackRock and Fidelity. To which Dorsey snaps back and says, now do you, referring to who are the main investors in your fund, A16Z, which also happen to be institutions like universities and pension funds. Which at this point now, I'm like sitting there eating popcorn, stuffing it down my face. This is the most exciting thing that I've read all throughout the holidays. It's just funny when you see respectable, wealthy, smart tech innovators fighting each other over who owns who. We are far away from anyone punching each other in the face, although that's what I would love to see. But Mark Andreessen did block Dorsey on Twitter and then has now been trolling him, posting multiple memes around blocking people. I think that is probably as close we are going to get to a fist fight as possible, so I'll take it. The point is, Web3 is here and it's being talked about. It's not going anywhere right now. New projects are going to come out left and right, and in the short run, it's definitely overwhelming. I know I'm fucking overwhelmed all the time. I can't keep up. I don't know what's happening half the time. It's just moving really fast. In the short run, it's going to be overwhelming, but it's coming. I mean, it's to the point where Jack Dorsey created an NFT himself. He created an NFT of his first ever tweet, and it auctioned off for $2.9 million that he converted into Bitcoin. I believe it was probably an Ethereum or some other cryptocurrency, converted it into Bitcoin and then donated it to an African charity, 
which one could say, okay, well, without Web3 or a lot of this innovation in NFTs, would he have been able to do that? I think it was a cool thing that happened. He took part in it. So it's a little funny now that he's like coming out against all this stuff. But when you zoom out and you look at the longer period of time, we're hashing through ideas. We're failing quickly and hopefully innovating even faster. So don't feel like you're missing out or that you missed out on buying an NFT of some fucking variation of a monkey or a mutant. I can't even keep up. Long game. That's all it is about. I'm not a maximalist in any sense. I'm practical, or at least I think I am. I like to invest. I hedge my bets. I diversify. Yes, I own Bitcoin. Yes, I own Ethereum. Yes, I own Solana. But I'm not all in on one. I'm just in. The key is, I think, don't sit and roll your eyes and you know, just sit there and be like, this is so stupid, this is so dumb. If you're gonna roll your eyes, at least buy some stuff. Get your feet wet, and maybe it'll change your mind. But at least you can roll your eyes and potentially make some money, because I think what history has taught us, you don't bet against the tech geeks and the innovators who seem insane. It's really quite the opposite. And if I've learned anything, if the nerds and geeks are excited, follow them in. That's it for this week. Make sure you're signed up to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.